Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fine. People will hear this intro and the other one will never will never happen. I'm just I'm my like I'm ready to go. I feel powerful and like I can speak again and actually still super congested. So don't 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 bother that. Um what's up, buddy? How long have you been sick? <sighs> like a week. So it's like sick not a bit not a bit well you don't have to you don't have to prove it to me jesus joey (laughs) um i i thought i had covid and i was surprised that every test i took was negative um but i i I was sick for like three days like relatively bad but i've been chronically congested with like a sore throat for like over a week now i just like can't breathe I, i i i'm taking so much sudafed they probably think i'm trying to make meth or something uh so that's that's what my life's been like <laughs> are you trying to make math no but um if you ask clear up that cold if you ask chat gpt how to the right way um <laughs> it'll tell you right now there's other things that i want to talk about because i've been looking at all the news about dota i've been you know i i listened to the wonderful show that you did last week with avo uh all the way through while editing all the unsightly things out and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think yep. uh, every single time avo's on the show he needs things cut out it's uh impressive how he cannot seem to hold back <laughs> uh yeah d- d- don't tease the audience those deleted files are for my computer only the thing is is that i feel like i have to apologize for something yeah, what's that? Maybe. And I'm still, like, I haven't fully worked this out yet. I haven't fully mm-hmm. worked it out yet. But, like, maybe, potentially, um, <clears throat> I might have been incorrect about my assessment of match fixing. I don't really know, though, because, I mean, I haven't seen enough evidence, and I want to, you know, understand what's going on. I, I know that you guys are all gung-ho about jumping on the topic, but, I mean, is it is it really a problem? <laughs> I mean, well, why would you change your mind? What, there, there's a, is there something that's going on? No, I mean, there, I, I, I saw a video, but it was like in Russian or something, and I don't, I don't speak the language, and I can't read subtitles, and I also can't read summaries. Oh, um, you, you, Joey, you can't. Are you on Facebook again? You can't be going into those Russian rabbit holes. It's just a bunch of misinformation, Joey. And can't believe you're falling for something that is uh, targeted at your grandparents. Come on now. You know what? Thank you. Exactly. That's 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 the thing is I know who I'm going to vote for, and I know that it's that it's all these teams who would never cheat once at dota um i do i do um i i i don't think we need to retrace too much because actually you and avo did do a, a, a rather stellar conversation about it last week uh but I, I think that that my my takeaway is you know um maybe i was lightly underestimating the um ubiquity of the problem Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it's a combination of two things. I think people underestimate how much money you can get from this, and I think people also underestimate how big of a shit Dota players are. So, uh, you know, le- like I have a relatively uh, optimistic view about humanity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. I think the average person 
can be good. Uh, the average Dota player, though, not so much, to be honest. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I've not been surprised by these developments, uh, but you know, uh, there there have been small further developments, and people have confessed pretty much. I honestly, I don't really care. I, like the only thing, the only development I care about is whenever when Valve is going to step in and say, "Hey, these guys are banned, and these guys are not banned, or these guys get a two-year ban, or whatever." Uh, that's the only development that I'm waiting for at this point in time. Everything else is whatever. I don't care about the drama of it. I just care that they get the fuck out. It sounds like a lot of work for somebody who normally is like programming a video game to suddenly be an investigative journalist and see who at this scale is is cheating. I wonder. Oh if- yeah, were you on my side? Were you on my side there? I, I was very doom and gloom last mm. podcast about uh, the Dota scene and Valve's involvement in it and. Uh, I think I think it's twofold. Did, did, did you agree with my assessment? I think it's twofold. The first thing is I do agree with your assessment. I think that the that the easiest thing to do if you are at a headquarters in Bellevue, Washington, and you just want to not deal with this shit, is you just uh-huh. change the way the DPC works and get rid of all these Div Two leagues. I I, I yeah, it's a nice little experiment. You know, the community wants you to support the. The Div 2 scene, you you tried, it was muddled up with match fixing, and now you can move forward for the rest of Dota's history and just be like, you know what, we tried, and you motherfuckers fucked it up, so you don't get that anymore. I, I, I think, you know, and to be clear, when I say all these things, I cannot blame Valve for, like, if they choose to, to go my doom and gloom route, I can't really blame them too much. I think it would be totally fair. Uh, you know, you try and try and have nice things, and and people don't don't want to have let let you know we can't have nice things here. I'm also curious who's gonna fix it like now because there's like surely people have to go like do they contract people out who are like good at figuring this stuff out like it just looks like a ton of work to actually parse correctly. There are so many people and teams accused of this stuff right at this point, so it's, it's just a lot to work through if nothing else. Because presumably yeah, you have to do something before the DPC spins up again. So there's like a month and change maybe. There's like maybe two months at the most to try and like weed people who could be in Div 2 out that are potentially still so playing right now. There's a big patch to drop. There's a major that's going to be coming up. It's Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things going on in the Dota 2 universe that is on their plate right now. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I've been, I've been distracted by most of that though, just because I've been doing one thing and one thing only, and that is appreciating uh, the Dream League set and everybody who's been working on it and looking very. Yeah, you very, like it. It looks really good, right? I like the live band. I like the setup. I like that they gave everybody a haircut. It seems like either we collectively understood style overnight, or maybe Dreamhack has a stylist going on. Like everything looks great. Uh, I, I've been like super happy watching. Dream Lake. How has your experience been over there participating? Uh, pretty good. Um, it is. I mean, my personal experience has been kind of whatever, but that's because I've, I've been jet lagged and my like a little bit of a flare up of my uh, my liver thing. So that was that was kind of annoying, and that a tri- that also did not help my sleeping situation. Mm. So I've been getting like five hours of sleep every night. 
uh, and I'm on the I'm on the late schedule, so I wake up I like I wake up at 5:30 a.m. and I don't work until you know like three or four p.m. So I'm pretty fucking wrecked by the time I get to the casting. But the job itself has been good. Um, to be honest, it's not that much different than the uh, previous ESL TPC seasons. We're in the exact same studio. Um, and we're staying at the exact same business apartments and everything. So it's like, uh, the experience is very deja vu. Um, the only thing that's different are pretty much just upgrades, right? Like I think, um, the studio is a big upgrade. I think, um, the direction that production is taking is, um, better. It's higher quality, um, and they're trying to get talent involved in creative decisions and pushing forward uh, ideas and bits and um, and creating uh, videos and stuff like that, which I think is really good. Uh, as far as I understand, that's some stuff that they took from their experience with the CSGO Pro League um, and the show that, the, that was a very talent-driven show uh, over there. Mm-hmm. I think our talent are probably not quite as good at well I th- not not good at it maybe not as practiced at it um cuz a lot of our DPC shows to be honest don't have the space uh or the manpower or the time there's like a lot of factors that go into it that just like mm. they don't allow us to create memorable shows i think throughout like dota's history i think the show aspect of a lot of these tournaments has been pretty default and basic uh and there have been very few memorable shows so i think like omega league is one of them i think ti's are of course like their their own individual beast um we plays animator was uh, another one this will probably be another tournament that's kind of like that um where it feels like we're going the extra mile because we can go the extra mile sort of thing so uh, but that is that, that is not on uh, that's not me at all i'm just casting so is, is that a function of um getting more money for this event uh because it's like kind of its own independent circuit and season that that ESL and DreamHack essentially are are working together or I wonder if that's just because because ESL has a break from just doing all the regular seasons that they had time to sit down take a break redesign the show iterate and kind of like make plans because they they had they had the opportunity to stop churning and do something different and it looks like they took it and I assume that the money also probably helps um i yeah i think um money probably does help but i think um i think there are other factors that are maybe more important i think like for example this is a competing product to the dpc right so uh it's also a higher quality product than the dpc um to be blatant right it's uh i think this production is probably better than any it like including ESL's uh, own productions of the DPC. I think this is probably better than 
any of the DPC productions because it also has better teams, right? It's an international event. Uh, naturally, that's just going to trump any uh, regional event. Um, so I think it's a uh, higher value tournament. Uh, it has a competing product to the DPC, uh, effectively, um, and it's an idea that has a whole, also a really big factor is like management, uh, behind ESL actually has, is like tied into Dota and has ideas and, uh, I mean, it's just, it's like Again, I think it's very rare, again, going back to, like, kind of the basic idea, mm -hmm. very rare that I go to any tournament uh, organizer and they have a creative vision for the show and push that. Um, when you operate under that direction, I think it pushes people to do more. Um, I agree. Instead of just like, hey, there's just another fucking tournament that, you know, like, you don't, as talent, you don't really care about the show. I think that's, like, the biggest flaw in, like, Dota talent, typically, is that, like, we care about the games. We don't really care about the show. I think there are very few talent that actually think about the show aspect uh, of things. And it makes sense when you're just going from, like, tournament to tournament, right? It's just, like... Okay, this is the DPC, you know, this is the league or this is the major or this is, you know, especially the old system, like the majors and minors. Like, this is just yet another tournament. And your tournament isn't that special because next week I'm going to another tournament, you know. Um, so when you have uh, management that, like, and the tournament organizer has an idea and they're, they're, um, passionate about it and they push that forward I think that brings the best out of other people um, so I think that's that's a pretty those are pretty significant factors um, besides just money I guess that's a pretty solid analysis I I agree <laughs> something that I'm interested in when I've been kind of watching this Dream League season and also thinking about the upcoming major which is now like really on our doorstep is that um Almost all these teams are the same, with like pretty few exceptions. the The majors are a little bit bigger. There's more Chinese teams at the major. You know, like Bet Booms at the major, SMGs at the major. Uh, but but essentially, the the people playing in these tournaments are the same, and they're going to happen back to back. And there's a lot of games going on, and they're going to be on the same patch. And I am worried about being really excited about dream league and this big group stage and what happens and then being fatigued for the major because of yes yeah it, it's like 100%. the same no I've, I've thought about that too uh i think um like dream league esl same same entity right so we're going from dream league into an esl event uh so i don't think it's as big of a deal but like imagine if it was this Dream League going into, like, a PGL or EPOLs or whatever event. Well, like, actually, the third major is a good example of it, right? We're going to do this Dream League again, and then you're going into the uh, Bali major, right? That's, like, if I'm the major tournament organizer, I kind of hate Dream League. Because it's, like, my tournament is supposed to be special. But then, like, literally all of the teams 
the like the big international competition that's supposed to be going on is already going on and will be going on for three weeks leading up to my tournament. Uh, and there really isn't a break at all between those. So, uh, yeah, I think in that aspect, it's... Uh, yeah, there's definitely maybe, there's definitely going to be kind of a fatigue problem. Um, but schedule's pretty packed, so I don't, I, don't, I don't really know how to fix that, to be honest. Cause do we think it's also... We do, need, we do need this, right? Like, DPC, the last couple of years, was too empty of international competition. Yeah. Uh, and too empty of third-party events, so... I'm also uh, worried about, like, the teams that are performing well. Potentially, because not only are they going to have to keep <laughs> this up, because liquids performing well. <laughs> Hold on, you're 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 reading between lines here, and that's not what I'm uh-huh. saying. Yeah. But just just imagine you're a team that say goes like I don't know, eleven and thirteen in their group. They like probably do pretty mm-hmm. well at the event. They've been successful through the, most of the patch. Like you know, I don't know, gaming gladiators. Um, and then, sure, yeah. and then now all these teams for the major, which is probably more important big picture wise because of the DPC points for for your yearly schedule. There is just so much to study up on for these teams that are doing well. So I'm interested to see the narratives that carry over of like if people can keep their highs that they're on, or if we're going to start to see more adapting to to you know these these teams that are continuing to be powerhouses. Your mm. your your Shopify's, mm-hmm. your your gaming, your liquids, mm-hmm. your Tundras. Yeah, all of these teams you're listing. Yeah, the Game of Gladiators, Shopify, EG. Um, interesting. You, the, all of those teams are actually 10 and 4. Uh, you set a score of 11 and 3, which I believe is Liquid's score. Uh, so a little bit of a Freudian slip up there from, from you. But, I, uh, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Um, <clears throat> I mean, that, okay, so one thing to you, you say interested to see, but obviously it's more like you're worried that Liquid's going to get found out. Um, that being said, I don't think Liquid is particularly an unknown asset at this point in time. Uh, you should be more worried about when is the patch going to drop? Because if the patch drops before the major, you might just be fucking Liquid out of a out of a major win. Uh, because yeah, I think they're I think they are pretty good. I think people know. Uh, I, I don't think Liquid disguises too much. Um, I think they know what they're going to do. They're confident about doing it, and they execute it well. And they just beat teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I don't know how much the extra footage is really going to stop them. Uh, I think a big patch is definitely the the bigger factor here. I think Liquid, as is, is probably slated to be, you know, they're they're a solid top three. Maybe they won't win Dream League or the Major, but I think they're probably going to be top three, possibly in both of them. Uh, I I would rate it almost like a 50% chance they're top three in at least one of them. I, I mean, I feel similarly, but I biased opinion. Uh, <laughs> I, I am I'm a little anxious about the patch for that exact reason, but I am not anxious for the patch for any other reason. I think that at this point, we're just all feeling a little bit overdue for day. Um, does Nouns deserve to stay in Dream League? Are they the one team that doesn't need to be here? Can you say that about Nigma? Can you say that about any other team? 
He's just gonna want to go straight to the losers, huh? Well, uh, we were talking about winners, but I know like uh-huh. gr- groups aren't over. There's tiebreakers to be played tomorrow. the The format of the event yeah, we had ruined been... our fucking day off. God damn it! <laughs> I was gonna go play disc golf tomorrow. Aww. That was that was gonna be my thing. But instead, we have two different three way tiebreakers, which means. It's not just three best of ones, potentially six best of ones, because apparently the group stage can loop twice before it comes down to numbers, basically. Um, so, Which means up to 12 best of ones. Yeah, which is a full day of Dota, which means no disc golf. Sad. Uh, which is the bummer. only day off we were going to have here at uh, Dream League, which... I you know like I you know me I I like it I always like working every single day basically uh, and I'm casting every single time so this is kind of a dream scenario for me uh, Avery and I are getting in some some good reps of of casting right now um, but yeah tomorrow we're gonna have two three way tiebreakers between in Group A we've got Execration Aster and TSM for one spot. Because Game of Gladiators, Shopify, Rebellion, and EG all tied at 10 and 4. And they took the top three slots. So there's just one more slot left. Uh, If you don't know the the format of Dream League, maybe you've missed it. It's been an intense couple of days of uh, a lot of games of Dota. It is uh, two groups of eight. And the bottom four, uh, the bottom half of each group just gets eliminated. Straight off the bat. They just fucking wipe out. Half of the best teams in the world, and uh, in this little group stage that we're doing over the course of four days, so uh, it's brutal. And you have some some very good teams that are not going to be making it in, uh, such as X Hellraisers, Entity, who are already eliminated from Group A, Talon, Nigma, and Nouns, the aforementioned Nouns, who were the worst team of the entire Dream League. Uh, but not by much, to be honest. They had a score of 3 and 11, uh, where there were three different teams with a score of 4 and 10. So they, it's not like they got totally wiped out. They, uh, they managed to put up a little bit of a fight. In fact, they took, uh, Talon down with them, uh, after they had already been eliminated, so. Yeah. And they might just take Beast Coast down with them, too, actually. The, today was brutal. Nouns came in and went 1-1 against uh, Talon and Beast Coast. Uh, not today, yesterday. And so they, they actually kind of ruined, potentially, uh, maybe both of those teams. They they eliminated Talon by doing so, and Beast Coast is now in a three-way tiebreaker with OG and Team Spirit for two spots. Yeah, there's a world where that at the end of these tiebreakers, we get rid of both of our China, we get rid of all of our Chinese teams and both of our Eastern European teams if Spirit doesn't make it out of that three-way. Yes, yes indeed. There are going to be regions that are eliminated uh, tomorrow because uh, Execration and Aster uh, are playing with TSM in their tiebreaker for only one team. So if TSM makes it in, no Southeast Asian team, no Chinese team. Um, And then, yeah, the Beast Coast OG Team Spirit, if... uh, if uh, Team Spirit get eliminated, that's your other Eastern European team. So, rough. What is... Uh, I know that there's... This is always a hot topic, at least on, on the old Reddit, um, because Nigma, Nigma Galaxy is uh, goes through phases of being memed and unmemed and memed again, and it's almost like a sad story to me at this point. 
Uh, they they didn't they got eliminated from their group, Group B. They got seventh place, like we said. This was the resurgence of Miracle coming in, playing Carrie, and having uh, ATF be benched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thoughts? Um. Okay, so every single time me and Avery casted them, Nigma actually did look pretty decent. They actually look like a decent team, um, at least in one game of their series, if not both. So I don't know what the fuck's going on, because uh, otherwise they seem to be kind of shitting the bed. Um, but, I, you know, they're, they're a squad that just kind of like... Yeah, like, this squad has played together before, but they didn't have Miracle before. They weren't able to scrim. Samael went to America and then, like, two days later flew black back to uh, to Europe again um, just because <clears throat> they got the, the notice late that they were going to be playing in Dream League. So they didn't get a chance to scrim at all. So inconsistency makes sense. Um, and so the the highlights are basically what could be what Nigma could be if uh, if they played with Miracle, but I don't even know if Miracle wants to play. <laughs> I mean, they, he was just doing a, a stand-in for them. He was just doing them a solid. Uh, and now that they've been eliminated, I believe he's back on break again. So, I mean, Nigma, yeah, Nigma is going to Division Two. So, does Miracle want to go stop taking a break and start playing on a Div Two team? Maybe. Yeah, prob- probably not. Probably to be not. Honest. Uh, the only reason you would want to do that is if you really believe that you're going to be able to, to go through the TI qualifier, right? That's kind of the only way. Which uh, someone will have to at this point. So, I mean, it could be them. That wouldn't be the most surprising thing I heard. Yeah, but it's also Western Europe, man. <laughs> That's... Uh, a Western Europe that very likely Team Secret is going to have to go through that TA qualifier unless they absolutely knock it out of the park next season and they get like first in the the league and then they also do well at the major or uh, vice versa. You know, it's like you're like at least Secret's going to be there uh, and who well who knows who else uh, and there's not mean- going to be a last chance qualifier like last year I think. So do you mean Team Secret? Team Secret, the team that uh, is currently in third place in Division 2 because they lost a game to D2 Hustlers. Oh, yeah. They fucking... They do. The... Uh, who is it? The uh, D2 Hustlers? D2 Hustlers is actually slated to be going up, which means uh, I think, presumably, Team Secret will still make it in. Uh, but it means that Old G uh, won't make it in. Uh, and there's still plenty of competition in all of these other teams. Like, Into the Breach is a, a very solid team. Uh, maybe Alliance could be back into form. Uh, Puck Champ it has a lot of good names on it. I mean, all of these teams are no not slouches. I, I think some of them are not. Like, Ivy and Ancient Tribe, I'm not expecting them to be contenders for the top spots, but... Uh, I could be proven wrong by that. I, I mean, mean Ancient, Ancient Tribe, Tribe is, is at the top right now. At the top right now, and both Ancient Tribe and D2 Hustlers did beat Old G. Yeah, Old G does not seem to be um, good enough. Um, at least right now. N- not right now. Uh, maybe they will get better, but... 
Yeah. So things are definitely spicy up down there in uh, Div 2 for Western Europe. It's interesting. <laughs> it do be. Um, excuse me. Still, still super congested. We, uh, how does, how does the dream league conclusion work in terms of qualifying people for masters do uh, there's like I, I don't totally understand i'm not sure if they've actually announced how the invitations for Riyadh masters works because this entire thing's going to happen and only the winner gets invited to Riyadh masters which what to be frank <laughs> uh wouldn't like if they're winning aren't they going to get invited anyway isn't the person who got second in the league very likely to be invited anyway? I mean, you got to fill out the tournament with other teams. You're you're probably t- like if if the team wins Dream League, that also probably means they're very high up in the ranking, you know. So they would have been invited anyway. I think most of these teams are going to end up being in Riyadh Masters anyway. Uh, yeah. So really, I think they're just paying for money, playing for money. Yeah, because it, it does not. Good. I, I I tried to look and I didn't see any confirmation about what they're doing. But you're, I think you're right in that most of the teams playing in Dream League will probably just be at the Masters. <laughs> yeah. Maybe with you know like some few exceptions. Maybe something gets shuffled around. But I would probably expect the same slate of Western Europe teams. I'd probably expect Shopify and TSM and EG and Beast Coast and Spirit and Aster. Like those teams have to be there. They're they're the teams. Yeah, I guess um, this way you make sure that you don't your tournament doesn't get filled up with any teams that have like a one hit wonder. You know, uh, let's say you you're just like oh the top four of the Dream League season get directly invited to Riyadh Masters, right? And some team has like pops off on this season, and then they just become shit for the major and shit for uh, the rest of the year. You know, like that that makes sure that you don't have them uh, at your tournament. Uh, and I'll also be interested to see if Rion Masters is going to do invitations. Like, their invitations for Dream League are regional-based, mm-hmm. based off of the region strength. Uh, is Rion Masters going to do the same, or are they just going to keep that more pure, right? They're, are they going to be like, well, we had our regional invites to have the Dream League, and how you guys placed, and you know where you ended up in the rankings... Uh, from whatever their fucking system is, uh, you know, if there's like nine Western European teams in the top sixteen teams in the world or whatever, are they just gonna invite all of them? Uh, maybe it's interesting. That would be more lopsided yeah. than I, Ti, even. Yeah, I, I I think it's an interesting idea because effectively Dream League is a competitor to DPC and Riyadh Masters is a competitor to TI. Uh, that's kind of one way to see it. And so do you, in that way, do you follow TI's format, which is like, we want every region to be represented, or you could go a more quote unquote pure way of doing it and just being like, we're going to invite whoever we think are the best teams in the world. Uh, and if a region gets left out, so be it. Which, fortunately, does not seem to be likely the case, uh, unless maybe we're talking about Southeast Asia. Yikes. Um, they're the, probably the region that is performing 
Uh, the worst right now, I mean, China, like, of course, but like also China only had one team here. So it's kind of weird to say, uh, I guess we'll just see with the tiebreaker, um, tomorrow, but like C had two teams. One of them's already eliminated. Uh, the other is in a three-way tiebreaker for one slot tomorrow, uh, which I'm really hoping execration pulls through because it would be nice to have a C team represented. Um, it always sucks to not have full representation. Um, in these tournaments but like south america not the weakest region not the weakest region by a long shot uh anymore um i think that was already clear here yeah yeah i mean that was already clear last ti i think it was already kind of proven uh before ti and like last year and, and previous ti's i think it was already a question of like NA versus SA, which which region is is uh, weaker, um, all the way back, you know, like two three years ago. Um, maybe throw Southeast Asia in that mix as well. But it just like every tournament that goes on, SA seems to prove more and more and more like, yo, we're like we're a big threat because both Beast Coast and EG are secured. They are both, I believe. Um, well, Beast Coast is sitting. Third. Oh, Beast Coast is in that tiebreaker. Sorry. Um, yeah, but I th- Beast Coast I basically split go with everybody they played. They 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 did one to ones yeah. across the board essentially, except for they beat Nigma Tua. Yeah, and EG has been looking like uh, some monsters. They won one to everybody, uh, and then two owed the weaker teams. So they they're a big threat too. Before we before we uh, wrap out for the week, there's one more thing that I do want to touch on uh, because I think it involves some people who you've um, associated with before, um, maybe may, may, maybe some fellow Uh-oh. past maybe some fellow past demons, um, and that is the 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 revelation demon demons no demons not demon Deem, demons like <laughs> we're like, talking uh, about Jimmy. <laughs> Like no 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 we are like let's be clear this show never Jeez. needs to talk about Jimmy unless he is a punchline. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am not very erect for that conversation. The your <laughs> uh, your demon friends uh, f- currently known as as Fart Studios who are no longer participating in the DPC oh. because of some rules that I think have become uh, a hair bit controversial. So my understanding of the situation is that um, when you play in the DPC, in whatever region, in order to protect from doing too much imports, which is something that you know happens in a lot of regional leagues across esports, right? Uh, to protect from too yep. many imports coming in, you need to have three people in your team playing from the region that you are scheduled from. Cool. Fortunately for Fart Studios, when you have two people who are currently working in Europe for a job and one person who is currently on leave back in their home country in South America, um, and you don't have that anymore, you just can't play any of your DBC games because uh, people are dealing with family or trying to sustain their living with jobs because we all know that Division 2 obviously doesn't do that, especially not in America. Um so a team, arguably the team that has driven the most traffic to watch any of Division Two in North America, because they're, I mean, they're not the winners, but they're probably the draw, right? They are uh, no longer participating, and I think that is bad for 
the 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 league for viewership numbers for sponsorship numbers for general interest in div 2 and and probably also the players because they're in an uncomfortable situation so how how do you stand on like the the letter of the law as as what it is and what is that to happen versus like the spirit of the law argument that has been getting made that that this was not intended to be the case with the way the rules were written yeah i think um okay so so first of all uh just to, to clarify a couple things there the so uh what happened with fart studios is that um j- very similar to what happened to them with arkosh uh last year um pretty much just did a situation that wasn't thought about right when it happened with Arkosh, it was, oh, shit, even though we have all these American players, uh, we actually have three people in Europe, um, you know, and it was just something that, like, nobody really thought about because it was a roster that had no fears of being disqualified for, you know, not having enough people in the region, uh, unlike a uh-huh. lot of other NA rosters, right? So that was just like a weird hiccup that was just like, oh, shit. Well, I guess technically we're we're not operating uh, the way we should, so I guess we're getting disqualified. Uh, or we had to forfeit a couple matches or something. Um, so, yeah, that happened. Um, this is very similar, um, basically. Uh, so because it happened to them before, BSJ and Jenkins knew about it, uh, but they thought <laughs> they were so. the only ones outside of NA, uh, where their mid laner, I Annihilate, uh, he didn't think about it because it didn't happen to him. Uh, and he went to Brazil um, because, yeah, just like he, he, he has good reasons for being in Brazil. I believe he's like uh, he's staying with his girlfriend or something. Um, so, but he is NA. Uh, he's Canadian, I believe. So, uh, just, you know, he, he didn't really know or think about that rule, uh, because it's five NA players and Jenkins and BSA did not know that, uh, or the rest of the team did not know that he was going to be playing out of, uh, Brazil. So, uh, yeah, it was just sort of like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to start a can uh, of worms, but like, mm-hmm. how the fuck do you not tell your teammates just like on any sort of level like oh yeah i'm traveling to brazil <laughs> i'm gonna like have worse ping or my schedule's changing or like just hey guys life update get a plane tomorrow like how, how do those conversations not happen with five people who presumably are talking to each other multiple times a week to play dota I mean, it might be like I, I, if, I wouldn't be surprised me if it was like, yeah, I'm moving in with my girlfriend or something like that, or yeah, I'm gonna be staying with my girlfriend for a while. It just like doesn't, you know, actually say I'm going out of the country to South America and outside of our region, uh, you know. And again, it's like those guys were fine. It's like BSA and Jenkins were gonna be playing on ping, so you know, it's not really a big deal if somebody else plays on ping too. So, uh, yeah, so that was a situation. So it was just one of those sort of like weird hiccups that nobody is really at fault. Um, not even necessarily the, the rules. A, a really a weird wrinkle is like, how did the admins know? 
Like, how did the admins know when Fart Studios didn't know? Like, they literally got, like, disqualified when they didn't even know they would go, it was possible for them to get disqualified. Like, they didn't know that Danny was in, in, uh, look at the in Brazil. Yeah, I was like, so somebody must have been doing, like, some investigative research or something. Uh, I think that's pretty funny. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, obviously, the situation sucks for them. Um, but they, just like the Arkosh situation, it's like, okay, everybody understands, you know, basically we fucked up. This is breaking the rules. Understandable. We are going to have to forfeit our matches. And essentially they have to forfeit the whole season because it's, it's a weird situation where they would have to have a stand in for four of their matches and forfeit a fifth one. And that all, that's just a weird thing where it's like. From a competitive integrity standpoint, it's like you're basically going to pick and choose which teams get. Like one team is going to get a free win off of you. Yeah. You get to pick and choose which one that is. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just a whole weird situation. So they're going to forfeit the whole season, which uh, is, I think, the right thing to do. Um, but BSJ, I was talking to Jenkins about it and Jenkins talked to BSJ about it. And BSJ put out a really good um, post on the matter um, that you guys can can check out on his Twitter, but he does a really good job of basically highlighting um, the the problems and the intentions. And I think really what it comes down to is is the DPC, the, especially Div Two Lower Division, that is not meant to sustain. That is not a full time career. That is not meant to. That is not giving you enough money to make it a full-time career. Um, and so I don't think it's intended to be something that is meant for full-time Dota players, especially, is essentially. So are you, do you want your league to only be accessible to people that are independently wealthy or have or are like going to college or uh you know like if somebody has a a like in this situation you need a secondary job right really the you know the even though it's not actually that way it's like the casting career is actually the primary career and the the being the team is like the secondary job or whatever but like if you have uh if you have to have a secondary job like is it does it make any sense to prevent them from being able to travel for their work? Um, you know, because like if this was a situation where outside of talent, right, this is a situation where it's like one dude is like a traveling salesman and another dude is, you know, like is a um, one of those uh, traveling doctors uh, or something like that. Like that would just be really fucked up, I guess. Yeah. To be like, no, you're disqualified because you have to travel for your primary job uh, because the DPC doesn't pay you enough to for you to actually full-time focus on it. And I'm not saying it should. I'm not saying the DPC should, you know, pay out that kind of money. Um, it would be kind of fucked up to, to like, make, make it so they can't play, uh, essentially. I so, would even argue that Division One doesn't pay money to do that unless you're going to majors yeah for sure for sure uh i would agree with that especially if you're in north america or western europe probably um 
So I think it's pretty clear that there just needs to be an or. <laughs> Jenkins was, I was talking to Jenkins about it. Jenkins is getting so mad reading. He's like, everybody seemed to forget that or. You can put or in rule sets. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be one way or this other way. You can have a rule set that says if you are if you are not a North American, you know, resident, you must be in North America for the time being, right? You can have it so that it is basically North American residents or, you know, if you're outside of North America, you have to operate within North America during the DPC. Uh, really, if we were a pro big time professional esport uh, with a built out infrastructure, the rule set would very obviously be you have to be, you have to have residency within the region. Uh, that is what like League of like Legends does for theirs. League of Legends right? does, which is why when yes. you get a green card to be an American, you don't it count as an import anymore because you're a yeah. resident. And I think that would be the obvious rule set. Um, the reason Valve can't do that is because we don't have the like. Frankly, we just don't have the teams. <laughs> like we we don't have the money behind the esports scene to support you know there isn't an organization that's uh, willing to bring players over and get them through that process of of residency in north america either canada or uh or usa or i guess mexico yeah so it's expensive that, like it is expensive yeah, so it would be that bad for valve to set up that system because you would essentially kick out all uh any immigration into the nadpc um, and I do think the that, like, I think bait is good for the NADPC. Uh, I, I am, will always stand by, I think you want to be able to have immigration into other regions. Um, I think that is a very natural way to shore up regional weaknesses and the differences in player bases. And so you want to be able to support that uh, because it's good for that region and it's good uh, for the esports scene as a whole. So you don't want to set a rule set that kicks bait out, uh, but you also don't want a rule set that, uh, you know, harms uh, <laughs> the, the very region that you're trying to, uh, to get teams in and players in. So Preach. Well, it's a weird situation that literally will only happen for Fart Studios and they get screwed by a rule um because it's just this weird wild herring situation that you can't really blame valve too much um for i mean maybe they should have fixed the rule last time it happened but uh at the same time valve is pretty notorious about not putting in excessive rulings when they don't have to um but that's that's why i also think it was important for there to be some sort of post if the community pushes for it valve is usually pretty good about just kind of doing whatever the, the community, they'll listen to the community. And if they think this makes sense, which I cannot possibly see a logical reason, literally the only possible logical reason that they could have for not wanting Fart Studios to participate has nothing to do with the regional thing and has everything to do with whether or not they want uh, talent to also participate uh, as players in their DPC, yep. which yep. is another discussion. But I honestly think that 
I mean, my argument is that I think it's only good for the esports scene, and I think it's only healthy. Uh, and my understanding of Valve's at least past positions was I think they were pretty. I think that they like that talent. Our talent are good enough to play not on a tier one level, but like you know, can kind of hang. Yeah, they can kind yeah. of hang. Yeah, like I, 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 my understanding was they, they liked you know veggies and uh, I don't know if they liked Arkosh because the problems it created, but uh, I, I think that they like it. And I think the community likes it when our talent are good enough to be able to play the game at a high level and know what know what they're talking about. I'm gonna be optimistic and say that the rule is going to change for next year. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> then again, it's. You're literally changing it for one team, and I could see them just being like, "Look, you guys gotta figure this shit out." <laughs> that too, you know? but I think that that's how rules do change sometimes, right? Is there was like, "Oh, hey, look, here was a glaring omission we didn't think about." Um, yeah, I guess we can change that. I, I, I think both arguments make sense. Yeah, it's you're either- not not allowed to to Photoshop the uh, the player. Uh- <laughs> you're not allowed to put on like fucking crazy makeup onto your your player pictures because of one team did that. <laughs> you're not allowed to to uh, to put voice lines in uh, in languages that you don't speak because one team did that. I'm just, um, I'm just saying. You're, what else? Oh shit! <laughs> I'm just saying they might be causing some problems. They might just be troublemakers. <laughs> Uh, Austin, I I uh, need to jet. I'm gonna go ahead okay. and and cut it off. It's the uh, we did a morning recording today, which is fun and new for us. Um, I will I will see you when you get back. Uh, hopefully, I fixed the audio and you guys didn't have too bad of a listening experience. There was a lot of cutting in and out, but I think that I hopefully fixed it in post. That's a note for later, me. So I have to do it. Um, <coughs> uh, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll see you next week, friends. Okay, see you next week.